Whoa. Greetings. Hey. Good evening. Wow. (laughs) We made it. We made it. That's awesome. Thank you guys for coming on an hour earlier. That I appreciate that. That's my fault. I it was something super up. inconvenient. Well, you know what? <laughs> yes, it was. <laughs> I was totally busy <laughs> doing things. Were you about to explain, David? I think you're lying. I was just about to explain because <laughs> yesterday, yesterday, I went to the movie box office. I was like, I would like one ticket, please, for the next Avengers movie, sir. And he said, oh, here you are. It is at this date and time later in the evening. I said, that is phenomenal. I am a night owl. So I get home, (laughs) not even thinking about it, till I actually sit down and look at the ticket. I'm like, oh, shit, I'm busy tomorrow. So the movie's at at 10.50, right? So it's 9 o'clock now. We usually start recording at 10 our time, right? And I'm like, right, right, right. well, by 10.50, we're not going to be done. And I was like, oh, no. shit, I have to let everybody know that I messed up. So I did, and here we are. <laughs> so we better start. So thank you for accommodating me. So five, four, four, four. one. And here we go. Whoa. <laughs> Countdown, guys. My name's David Oje, and I'm at MetalDave01 on Twitter.com, and I am joined, as always, by Beth. Hello, I'm at Eliza underscore B-E-T-H-A-N on Twitter.com. And Veronica. Yeah, I am at C-H-I-L-E underscore Pepper on Twitter. Whoa, and we're the happy hour, so thanks for tuning in. We're at happy hour on Twitter, where you can find all of our updates on the playoffs that we no longer care about because of this reason. (laughs) The most glorious of things happened, mm, what was it, a couple nights ago? A few nights ago now? Tuesday. Tuesday. Tuesday evening. Game 7. Bean Town versus Other Town. And the Maple Laughs were ousted by the Boston Bruins in an embarrassing fashion. Very embarrassing. Once again, I think this is perhaps maybe the third or fourth Game 7 that the Leafs have lost against the Bruins in the modern... Third. Third? The third time in the modern era. And it's just... No team deserved to lose more. (laughs) It's true. Except it's maybe true. maybe Tampa, but no. The whole okay, so <laughs> being Habs fans, we were caught in the conundrum of rooting for Boston to beat the Leafs. Would this have been the same thing, say, twenty years ago? I'm not sure. I do not I think, don't so. think so. I don't I think, think so, so either. The reason for the petulance between the Habs and the Leafs deal twofold <laughs> with number one, the incessant and nonsensical Obsession. Obsession that the media, specifically TSN, have with the Leafs. And Sportsnet. And Sportsnet. Despite having... And CBC. You know, and CBC. Every major media outlet fawns (laughs) over Toronto. (laughs) And it makes no sense. Because last time I checked... Junior News. Because last time I checked, there are other Canadian teams, worth mentioning, that are not named the Canucks. 
There's like seven of them. Yes, there are. Six? Six? No, seven. I think seven. Yeah. <clears throat> I mean, six other ones. Yes, it's seven, true. Seven altogether. Seven altogether. Yeah, we yeah. Can now, now I'm Vancouver, thinking about it. Vancouver, Edmonton, Calgary, Winnipeg, Ottawa, Tirana. And? Montreal. Montreal. Which is awesome. So, that's number one. Number two, probably the fans in Twitter and on mm. Reddit as well. I'm not and in person. And in person. Um, <laughs> what a bunch of fucking dorks! <laughs> I swear to God. They're so they're so awful. They're they absolutely the worst. And I'm glad that we were able to say, "Hey, guess what? JT's a Leaf. Islanders advance to the second round." Yes. Too Sweet. bad, so sad. Yeah, with the, their brooms. The best thing, of course, that could happen now is that the Islanders move on to win the cup. So then oh, they yes. can say, ad infinitum, that <laughs> we don't, need, don't need you. you. <laughs> Who's your daddy? daddy. <laughs> and I hope that for the rest of John Tavares's life, that he is <laughs> met with scorn. Every time that he sets foot upon Long Island. I hope somebody <laughs> finds Island. a pair of, like, vintage underoos and sends them to John Tavares. Oh, my God. The crying Michael Jordan. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, that was beautiful. The meme farm was ripe. Was like one minute after they lost. Ripe. <laughs> uh. In the... In the pajamas. In the okay, pajamas. Dave. Yes, Veronica. So you mentioned why we're so happy that Toronto lost. Yeah. And why we were cheering for Boston. Yes. And I actually prepared something. Uh-oh. I wrote something down even. Oh. Oh. Now, listeners, uh, let me uh, explain the uh, significance <laughs> of this. Veronica never <laughs> writes stuff down. Nope. So this is very important. <laughs> so gather around, things. children. Listen up. It's because it involved actual research. Oh. So I took it seriously. All right, let me let me let me throw something else down there, listeners. Veronica <laughs> never researches. <laughs> stuff. She knows everything. <laughs> so I don't look is, anything up. This is a fucking unicorn about to drop down from the sky. So cherish this moment, Veronica. Please okay. dazzle us. <laughs> So I'm going to read this out loud, um, okay. and it shouldn't take long. But okay. as you were saying, in the salary cap era, yes, Toronto has not won a single round in the playoffs. Now, so, what yeah. is the salary cap era? So since the lockout, when they imposed a salary cap in 2005. So we're talking roughly, yeah, yeah. Nope, I hear 15 you. 15 years. Yeah, exactly. Okay. So in 0304, Toronto won a playoff round, beating Ottawa, and then lost in the second round to the Flyers. And that was it. That was 0405 the was the lockout season. There were zero games played. 0506 was a good year because Sidney Crosby and Carey Price got drafted that year. So many others as well, but yes, those are very important. Yes, but those are the, the most important. Ever. Um, and Ovechkin, maybe. And Ovechkin, um, uh, yeah, before you go. Right. Okay, so in that season, Ottawa beat Tampa in five games, then lost to Buffalo in five. 
Montreal lost to Carolina in six. Carolina, though, then went on to win the cup. Edmonton beat Detroit, who was the president's trophy winner in six games in the first round, then defeated San Jose in six, Anaheim in five, but lost to Carolina in the final in game seven. No other Canadian teams, but especially no Toronto. In 06-07, Montreal didn't make the playoffs. They were eliminated from contention in the final game of the season by Toronto, who also didn't make it. Son Ottawa fucking bitch. beat yes. Ottawa beat Pitts, Pittsburgh in five games, Jersey in five, Buffalo, the president's trophy winner, in five, then lost to Anaheim in the final in five games. Vancouver beat Dallas in seven, but lost to Anaheim, who went on to win the cup in five games. No other Canadian teams, but especially no Toronto. 07-08, Montreal beat Boston in seven, but yes. then lost to the Flyers in five. Ottawa got swept by Pittsburgh, who went on to the final, but lost to Detroit, the President's Trophy winner. Calgary lost to San Jose in seven. No other Canadian teams, but especially no Toronto. 08-09, Boston swept Montreal, whatever. Vancouver swept St. Louis, but lost to Chicago in six. San Jose, the President's Trophy winner, lost in the first round to Anaheim in six games. No other Canadian teams, but especially no Toronto. Toronto. Yeah. 09-10. Montreal beat Washington, the President's Trophy winner, Ooh, in seven this in was the first the round. run, listeners. This was such a good year. This was the Halak Montreal run. Montreal beat... They then... Yeah. Halak. Halak. That's where that comes from. Uh, Montreal beat Pittsburgh in seven in the second round, but then lost to Pronger and the Flyers in five games in Man. the Eastern Conference Final. Yeah. Ottawa lost in the first round to Pittsburgh. Vancouver beat L.A. in six games and lost to Chicago in six. Chicago won the cup. No other Canadian teams, but, but especially, especially no Toronto. Toronto. Yeah. 2010-2011. Montreal lost to Boston in seven. Whatever. Vancouver, President's Trophy winner, beat Chicago, finally, in seven games. Nashville in six. San Jose in five, but then lost in seven to Boston. No other Canadian teams, but especially, especially no, no Toronto. 2011-2012, Toronto. no Montreal, whatever. Ottawa lost to the Rangers in seven. Vancouver lost to LA in five. Vancouver was the President's Trophy winner that year. No other Canadian teams, but especially, especially no, no Toronto. Toronto. Yes. 2012-2013, <laughs> lockout, lockout shortened season. Uh, the playoffs began on April 30th that year because the season only began in February. Mm -hmm. uh, Montreal lost to Ottawa in five in the first round. That was the famous Eller um, when they took out Eller yeah. at center ice there. Uh, Erica was really bad. or whoever. Uh, I can't even remember that guy's name, whoever did it. Gibra, um, that's Gibra, when whatever. That's when uh, the Toronto coach or the at Ottawa coach. Who was it? The Walrus. Brandon Press called him the walrus. Oh, my God. Um, when he was blaming Eller for... Good Lord. What the hell? Or whoever it was for the suicide pass. The walrus. Oh. We'll just call him the walrus. So, Montreal lost to Ottawa in five. Ottawa lost, then then lost to Pittsburgh in five. Paul McLean. Uh, yes. Toronto lost to Boston in seven. That was the first magical year. San Jose swept Vancouver... 
Chicago, the President's Trophy winner, actually won the cup that year. 2013-2014. Montreal sweeps Tampa, mm. beats Boston, mm. the President's Trophy winner, in seven, but falls to the Rangers and Chris Kreider in six games in the Eastern Conference Final. Damn it. Uh, Rangers then lose in five games in the final to L.A. No other Canadian teams, but especially, especially no, no Toronto. 2014-2015, Toronto. Montreal beats Ottawa in six, then falls to Tampa in six. Oh. Calgary beats Vancouver in six, who lost to Anaheim in five. The Rangers won the President's Trophy that season, but fell to Tampa in the Eastern Conference final, who loses in six to Chicago in the final. No other Canadian teams, but especially no, no Toronto. Toronto. 2015, 2016, we're getting to the end. Connor McDavid got Whoa. drafted. President's Trophy Whoa. winners were the Capitals, who lost in the second round. Montreal missed the playoffs. I don't want to talk about it. No Canadian teams, but especially... No, no, no Toronto. Toronto. 2016, 2017, Montreal loses in six to the Rangers. I really don't want to talk about that. Ottawa beat Boston in six, beat the Rangers in six, then lost to Pittsburgh in seven. Pittsburgh won the Stanley Cup in six games. Against, I forget who, but we can all agree that was a wonderful night. Toronto lost to Washington in six. Washington, the President's Trophy winner, then lost to Pittsburgh in six. Calgary lost to Anaheim in four. Edmonton beat San Jose in six, but lost to Anaheim in seven. So Toronto was there. 2017-2018, Montreal didn't make it by a lot, but got cut Kanyemi. So that season was an actual win for us. Uh, Toronto loses to Boston in seven games. The President's Trophy winner was eliminated by Winnipeg in seven games in the second round. Winnipeg lost to Vegas in the Western Conference Final. Yeah. 2018-2019, Montreal doesn't make it. No Canadian team wins a round. So, and now in we're the salary, here. Yeah, and now we're here. In the salary cap era... 24 rounds of hockey were won by Edmonton, Ottawa, Winnipeg, and Montreal. Or in the 15 years since Toronto last won a round. One round in the playoffs. Wow. Why on earth do we accept this shoving down our throats by the so-called national media about Toronto? Why? What have they done? Yeah, that's a great point. That was uh, an enlightening experience. What have they done? And every year we have to tolerate, you know, how does this affect the Leafs? What does Austin Matthews, ophthalmologist, think? We spent an hour with (laughs) Austin Matthews. Here are Austin Matthews' uh, bowel movements. Like, why? Why, why, why? Why do we allow this when it's disingenuous? There's, I, my hypothesis is that um, for whatever reason, Toronto is the money team in Canada. So I think that with Toronto uh, being lucrative and whatnot, I think the most lucrative uh, team, at least in Canada, uh, national media says, well, we got to, you know, hype up these guys. My problem is that until recently, and when I say until recently, like the past few years, three or four years, I haven't really paid attention to Canadian media. Uh, before then, Veronica, was it that bad 
Okay. The year that Mark Bourgeois pulled off the Thomas Vanek acquisition at the trade deadline. Yeah, that was... I was watching live on TSN, the trade, the deadline. 14 or 15, Uh, Yes. One of those years. The panel on TSN were absolutely... The the, the ambiance there was like a funeral. All the... Don't forget, Dave, you and I were talking back and forth all all day that day uh, about John Tavares um, on July 1. Yeah, yeah. And the, that's all anybody could talk about. And ever since, I mean, it's just, I don't, it's just always been this way. It has just always been this way. During the regular season in particular, because there are so many years that Toronto didn't even make the playoffs in the last 15 years, 12 in total. But it's just, it's it's absolutely nauseating. And it really became really terrible when Austin Matthews got drafted. Right. So we can say that due to supposed star power, Austin Matthews is a good hockey player. No yeah. one's denying that. Mm-hmm. He's fine. John Tavares is also a good hockey player. No yes, one denies is. that except everyone in Long Island. <laughs> so, star power. When was the last time a Canadian team had that much star power? And I want to say. And then, and then as well, Mike Babcock, one of the few uh, coaches in league history to do the Triple Crown. Get a cup, gold medal, yeah. and um, worlds. I think the trophy for worlds. So right. you have a uh, a sterling coach. You have a young team uh, that was crafted by uh, Mr. Iserman there. No, Lou Lamorello. Nope. Sorry, Lamorello, and before him, somebody else. And before there him, there was some somebody else there. Freaking yeah. idiot that decided. Imagine if Phil Kessel was a leaf <laughs> now. Granted, I don't know what the ramifications of the trade are all the way down the stretch. I don't even remember who they got. Turtles all the way down. Just and and also uh, Dion Phaneuf. They pretty much cleaned house and got an entire new house in for those two players alone. So a young team, but again, this is recent history. This isn't like five years ago where you're saying that it's always been about the Leafs, and um, it always has been. Yeah, it makes no sense to me. It makes no sense. It makes no sense. Uh, if anyone has any, uh, if you work uh, for TSN or Sportsnet and your name's not Steve Dangle, please enlighten us. Yeah. It's, it's, and it's just, why, why do we allow that? And it's just sort of, it's, it's just completely brazen. Oh, like, yeah. They're, they're mm-hmm. not even trying to pretend that they are biased, objective, or, thoughtful or it's just obsessed with the Leafs and just everything has to do with the Leafs. Everything has to do with the Leafs. Log into tsn.ca and 100% of the cover stories are going to be about the Leafs. And even in the year that Montreal was the only Canadian team that made the playoffs, whatever that was, four or five years ago, it was like they were questioning, are the Canadians... Canada's team? Like, first of all, fuck you. I don't care. I don't need to be called Canada's team. I don't exactly. want anybody else to fucking cheer for my team. I don't I don't give a shit who you cheer for. I don't need you to cheer for my team. 
But uh, how is that even a question? Like, I mean, it's weird to me. Like, they don't ask people in the United States who is the U.S.'s team. (laughs) Yes. Is it because we have more? It's. I think it's because there are so many more. But that's a complicated question. (laughs) There's still seven in Canada, and Canada is so vastly different, and it's so large. Like, Canada's not just Toronto and East, which I think is what people think about like i'm not i i I don't give a shit and i do uh fall with fall in with that sentiment of of every uh canadian fan base doesn't doesn't cheer for the canadian team that's in if their favorite team isn't in so i totally identify with that but especially in these last playoffs how obvious it is how toronto desperately wants you to love their team like Toronto fans are so offended if you don't love their fucking team Toronto fans will make fun of a Boston Bruins fan who is under 10 years old oh yeah who's crying during a hockey uh, game because he's not crying about their team and then mock him and mock him adults mocking a small child online yeah that, I, I don't understand. Yeah. There's um yeah, there's not a there's not a whole lot that needs to be said about that. Essentially, no. uh Maple Leafs fans that are part of that and encourage that are pieces of shit. Go die in a ditch. You're fucking idiots. Like I don't uh, and then try to justify it. Yeah. Yeah, like, right. Oh my god. I mean, beat Boston in a series. Yeah. Once. Mm-hmm. Sometime this millennia. <laughs> I mean, I'm trying Toronto to Toronto hasn't won uh, a, a, a playoff series since the turn of the century. Since Y2K. <laughs> I'm, I'm actually lying. I don't know. They might have won sometime between 2000 and 2004, but that sounded more dramatic. Yeah, no, then, I don't know. I'll, I'll look it up later. For a team that has accomplished nothing in all that time, why do we and allow never this? mind even that, the Canucks went to the final. I don't know yes! a goddamn thing about the Canucks. And they went to the final like eight years ago. Motherfucking Toronto, 1967. <laughs> I, the Canucks aren't out here trying to be like, Please like my team. Please like oh, my team. Oh, well, Why don't you like my team? I have something contrary to say well, to that. Okay, but well, you admit I'm that a, one, the, one, the one Canucks fan out of the five that exist. In New York. <laughs> he, You happen to work with him, so you have to deal with him. But I, I bet he doesn't even know who anybody on the team is. Oh, no. Because since the Sedins are gone. No, he's invested. Dave, he, let me make fun of him. Well... <laughs> I, you don't need to, because all I have to say is that he knows he knows everything about the Canucks, and that's the most fun I can make fun of him. <laughs> Anyways, why why a whale? Okay, Please so what contrary that. do you have? Oh wait, did I? Is that what I said? You Sorry, said that you had a, you. a point, a counterpoint to Beth's statement that there's uh, uh, um, that Canucks fans aren't begging people to like their team. 
Oh, well, no, just that. I know one guy that totally is. Oh, oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> that's a coworker. <laughs> yeah. I'll explain that later. That, that's not a podcast. I can't, I can't go into that with the podcast. So oh, no. right now no. what I'm, I'm doing, what, what I'm doing right now is I'm on tsn.ca and I'm scrolling through the hockey news. Now, of course, this is a, a bad example because we're in the midst of the playoffs. And yes. of course, they're going to be talking <laughs> about the playoffs. The last news that was reported about the Habs was on, let's see, what is this? April 23rd. And this. Claude deal... Julian's birthday and my mom's birthday. Nice. Oh, yay! Oh, hey, happy birthday. And I that was. That they shared a birthday. They yeah. actually talked about Kotka Niemi and his knee surgery. Which we will also talk about in a little bit, but we are not done bashing the Leafs. <laughs> um, so then who that, hate each other? Who hate each other? And now I'm on oh, Sportsnet.ca. They're not friends. Scrolling, nope. Scrolling, scrolling. Wait, it's the same <laughs> stories over and over again. Literally, what the fuck is going on here? It's like the Twilight Zone. <laughs> All I see is Tyler Sagan and fucking Tortorella's head pop up every two seconds. <laughs> Somebody has Tyler to Sagan's it. not bad to look at. Well, I know, but still. I mean, I'm not yeah. complaining that much. It's just weird. Anyway. Anyway. I looked at the website today trying to find something else. Um, and it was just five million billion trillion stories about um, garbage day for the Leafs. Yeah. And it is garbage. Yeah. Garbage in. Garbage out. Garbage out. Mm-hmm. What can you do? So, with all that being said, um, I guess we can move on to the Habs. There was some news. Yeah, and fucking just, I'm sorry, just one last thing. Oh, no, please. National media, just put a little more effort into covering all of Canada's teams. Because I have a never little. met anybody outside of Montreal, or sorry, outside of Toronto, who likes Toronto. What's more, I've never met anybody outside of Toronto who doesn't hate Toronto, as in the hockey team. Yes, I would like to so, hear more about... I honestly like to hear more about Vancouver and Calgary just because I don't hear anything. I don't know anything. Yeah, and and don't even and it's not even just those teams. Just try to pay it try to pay attention to all the other teams. Every single goddamn one of them. Don't pretend yep. that you're not just appealing to Leafs fans. Cuz Leafs, yes. the Tor- Toronto, that's not Canada's team by any stretch They're of not. the imagination Mm-mm. to bet so no. sad. Right now, Canada's team are the Avalanche. <laughs> it is a huge stretch. I actually wanted to look up like what which team just just to, as something geographically funny. closest. Well, no, no. Well, you know, with the Avalanche, the Nordiques. Yeah. Yes. Essentially, yes. I was I I didn't I wanted to take the time, but I didn't get the chance to. I wanted to see which team had more Canadians on their uh, roster, but I didn't get a chance. So, oh well. Um. So, anyways, yeah, uh, national, yeah. yeah, no, the national media thing, it, 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 it's crazy. It blows my mind. I'm trying to like equate it with like another sport, and I kind of think, okay, if I'm thinking like American football, um, are the Patriots this lauded? But it's like no, because I know what the hell happens to Chicago, you know, every other year, and Chicago has been a dumpster fire for a decade, you know, and it's mm-hmm. just, I don't know, it's crazy to me, but. It's crazy. It's just crazy. so brazen and shameless. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. just act like there's no other teams that exist. And 
What the fuck has Toronto ever done? Exactly. What the fuck has Toronto ever done? Nothing. Besides, besides <laughs> now, of course, it's not the Toronto team doing this. But, hey, if you get caught smoking on camera, here's a radio show. Hey, if, oh, you, eat, if, Lord. if you eat cat shit in order to get a game one, here's another yeah. radio show. Where, what other market does this happen? <laughs> eat cat shit. Eat cat shit. Disgusting. Anyway. Oh, Tri okay, I'm done. Trigger like, warning, I love hockey, sorry. but I would never humiliate myself for Exactly. Hockey. God. And if that oh, makes me a bad fan, that's fine. I just don't yeah, get it. I'm okay, too. They're soulless vessels of which there is no emotion, <laughs> love, or empathy. That uh, is the Toronto fan base. My God. Well, just just a few of them. Just a few of them. I'm sure, I'm sure a lot are, of them are great. There, there are good eggs. There are really good eggs. I just don't know of any. I, but I'm sure that that is true. The law of probability states something <laughs> very special that eventually concludes that it is possible. There are decent Leafs fans out there. I actually know one, come to think of it. I do too. His name is Nick. I don't Nick. know one in real life. His name is Nick, and he plays soccer with me. And he is a great kid. Oh, no, I do know one in real life. Really nice guy who just really liked talking hockey. Oh, that's good. Oh, good. And See, wasn't an asshole. That's actually a bit of a difference. Nick likes Toronto, but he likes hockey. Your friend likes Toronto, yeah. but he loves hockey. There's yes. a bit of a difference. The guys that we have the unfortunate, you know, daily <laughs> freaking interactions with, they <laughs> love Toronto. Mm-hmm. And hockey is like, eh, whatever. We can agree that the worst of all of the worst reside on Twitter. Mm -hmm. Okay. Good point. And, and it is a goes for every fan. Base. And it is a fraction of the population. Yeah. Like um something I something I was looking into because the political system is getting really ramped up in the United States, of course. Mm -hmm. And only sixteen percent of Americans use Twitter. 16% and you just imagine the crazy crap you read on Twitter, you know? Mm -mm. It's nuts. Yeah. It's nuts. So it's only it's like not what? representative of a majority. No. Uh, by no mm. stretch nope. of the imagination. Yeah. Um so like let's see how many people are in America? 350 million, so that's like or 400 million now, something like that. So 10%, uh, 10%, 40, 43, 44 million. Yeah, we're talking around, yeah, that. I mean, no small number. That's essentially Canada. But... That's a lot. <laughs> I think it's more than Canada. <laughs> yeah. No, I know. But but still, it's not representative of the United States in a whole. Canada, I think it's only 7 million active users on Twitter. So I remember I was wow. going down a hole with that. And like, yeah, imagine that. Seven million, that's like what, maybe twenty a quarter is twenty-five. A fifth. Yeah. Yeah. I have to look at the last census results. Yeah. Oh my god, I can't even get started on the census. Okay. So <laughs> um anyways. Anyway, a big fuck the leafs. They're out. Fuck fuck the leafs. They have to no. somehow sign Mitch Marner. Ha ha ha! Good luck. Priority number one. At least we know Dubas knows that much. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And then Dubas had a um, a press conference today where he pretty much put all the blame on himself, which one does. 
and that is the responsible yeah. thing to do, but maybe he's just a shit GM. Anyway. Yeah. Moving mm. on. You cannot GM by spreadsheet alone. No. Mm-mm. And useful. I don't think he's going to understand that. Well, he's young. He's, how old is oh, he? Oh, good for his resume. He's 30-something. 30 30-something. 30 so I could have went to high school with him. I'm like imagining people I went to high school with owning a hockey team. And I'm like, oh. <laughs> well, I mean, Dubas, didn't he? I don't know anything about him. So I'm talking completely out of my ass. He wears glasses. Wasn't he like the GM of the Marlies? Um, he was assistant GM for a bit. Right. And then um, he's kind of like, he was like, the heir apparent. He's like the stats spreadsheet guy. Right? That's what he understands. Mm. I don't think he understands people the actual game of nhl hockey and what goes into it maybe because it is not spreadsheet alone the spreadsheet is it is a nice thing to have there beside everything else that goes into winning in the nhl Mm -hmm. in the playoffs well when it comes to and i agree partially and I'm only going to throw this out there in that, yes, Dubas, he's the man calling the shots, but he has hockey people around him, of course, that are going to be talking this, that, and the other thing with it. But it's kind of like the only parallel, and it's not a good parallel, but the only parallel I can draw is that I love comparing Toronto and Arizona. Arizona, exactly. they're a little bit on the up just because, you know, they're freaking GMs. Like, you know, he's in the crib still. And yeah. so in Arizona and Toronto, it's just... I feel like Arizona is actually they're on they're going to be on the uptick. Kind of depends on how things work out, but they've been making moves that you know are kind of making a foundation. Toronto like trading a center for a winger, right? However, granted, Chucky and all that stuff. Yeah, there 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 are other moves. I just don't know the roster all that well that well that made me think, huh? Mm-hmm. If they make the playoffs in like the next two years, they're doing a thing. Toronto, currently, the, their new foundation started with drafting Matthews. Yeah. And the Phil Kessel and uh, getting rid of Kessel and... Uh, Those moves, yeah. And that freaking idiot there. Phaneuf. Phaneuf. So they got rid of them, got all these new guys. Austin Matthews became kind of like the centerpiece in their rebuild. But that rebuild is about... They're about to rue that reckoning because all those entry-level contracts are coming mm-hmm. up, and it's they have forty million dollars put into their forwards, into like three forwards. You know what I mean? It's crazy, <laughs> absolutely nuts. But this off-season, both for Toronto and goddamn Columbus, is gonna be a feast. Ooh, boy. Ooh, yep. Boy. Get your forks. And Jesus Christ, if Columbus and Boston are not tied at the moment. I know. I just noticed that uh, Boston just tied it, too. Jeez. Going into overtime, most Boston, likely. Boston, those guys. Boston. 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 Oh, screw them, too. Anyway, um, <laughs> so let's talk some Habs. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, listeners. <laughs> just the... Uh, we had to rant. Just getting yes. getting rid of uh, Toronto. It was, I woke up so happy. 
And that doesn't happen often when the Habs are eliminated. <laughs> so I was very pleased. So well, and I was just, I was also just quickly, um, when I was looking at the tire fire all over Twitter over the past couple of days, over all of, you know, the fan bases of the teams that have been eliminated and should not have been in the first round. Oh my God. I was just like, and by comparison, you look at conversations between Habs fans whose team didn't even make it. Oh, we're doing and a lot we're better. All, <laughs> yeah, we're doing so well. <laughs> we're doing so well. Uh, because so I'm happy. Yeah, we got we have so much coming and we're about to talk about all of the reasons why that's the case now. Though Beth, ugh, did you have something just now or no? I just said get your forks. Yes, okay. Yeah, and, and your Agreed. napkins, because <laughs> we're dainty. Yeah. Yes, right. So, um, all right, let's talk some Habs. So, <laughs> Habs news. Uh, the most pressing and the one that um, almost killed everybody when they read it is that Kakaniemi yes. had surgery on his knee. <laughs> However, it was uh, anthroscopic surgery. Arthroscopic. Arthroscopic. Anthroscopic would, would imply that they're using a uh, scopic. <laughs> That has two feet. <laughs> That's in the shape of a person. <laughs> so arthroscopic, sure. Now, um, yeah. very minor surgery, and uh, he is expected to make a full recovery and be ready for training camp. The most silly surgery that you could have, essentially. It's for fun. It's for fun. <laughs> it's for fun. But it's, it's an optional. It's an optional, but it's good that it happened, I suppose. And... um. Yes. It, essentially, it's just uh, one could say that it might explain why uh, KK wasn't, you know, his, the firebrand that he was uh, earlier in the season. I mean, he dropped off, like, what, in March after playing a full season of, like, NHL hockey after the year and a half or year yeah. of playing adult league in Finland and junior leagues in Finland. You know, so he had a lot of hockey, and I can imagine that would wear you down a little bit. Um, yeah. So, maybe that was starting to aggravate him. Time for surgery, and you know, it's good. It's okay. And oh. I don't, I don't really know, but I think that you know, they just it it was just a good time to do the surgery because oh, yeah. he's got enough time to recover. And, yeah, but it was sure. nothing that um, he shouldn't have been playing on or whatever. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Can you just picture him with a little like oh shower my caps? Yeah, he was probably getting wheeled grinning. into the OR. Yes. Oh my god, he would have been smiling the whole time. The Bye, Matei. <laughs> oh yeah, sure. Yes, yeah, sure. <laughs> we're gonna get an ice cap when I'm done, right? <laughs> he likes Pringles. Oh yeah, he does like Pringles. Yes. Oh my god, Pringles and an ice cap. Next season, I gotta see if I can get uh, like a tube of Pringles <laughs> for him and then one signed <gasps> by him. Oh my god. Yeah, like eat a tube. Like, bring an empty tube and then yeah. bring him a tube. Exactly. Yes. I will donate to this cause. I have to, um, <laughs> we should just uh, write Pringles Canada, be like, hey, you're missing out on a freaking <laughs> oh, yes. gold oh, mine yeah. right now. Shit, yes. Mid yes. Pringles. No. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. Even I would not eat those. I would despite, eat those. Despite once. his face on the, ca on the can with the mustache. Oh. And do sour cream and onion because they're green. Oh, so God. closest to mint. God damn it. If only Thin Mints were a thing in Canada. They don't have Girl Scouts there. They have yeah. Girl Guides. Yeah. We have... Oh, yes, that's true. We have Girl Guides. Yeah, it's, it's Girl Scouts of America, all right? 
<laughs> okay. Yep. Yep. Why are you yellow? I was never one. I tried to be a brownie. Oh really? And I got a badge. One of my. I know. I tried. Wait. But it's just. It's not my thing. There's brownies in Canada. There's brownies in Canada. <gasps> oh Wait, yeah. There's Boy Scouts of Canada. And girls. Scouts? I don't know if they're called of Canada. But it's girl guides up here. Yes, you're right. I think. I have no idea. Yeah, and I had to do a project on it. You, when had, like I was a, in girl Scout. you had like a sash and like your one badge yes! that you got. Yes, and I wore a beanie. Whoa. When I was like eight. Blowing my mind right now. <laughs> and I got my ice skating badge, which is the most hilarious thing in the world. What? Oh my god, I bet you were because so Because I cannot cute. skate now to save my life. Wait, I mean, I bet you tried, and that's what god. matters. I did. This is this is this is a wealth of information that I did not know existed. Girl guides. Girl yeah. guides. Whoa. No, but I was a brownie, not a girl guide. I never made What's it to the, the girl difference? guides. Okay, so that's the little kid. So it's Daisy's first, and those are like what up up to when you're like up to like when you're five or six, and then there's brownies, and you're it's like from like when you're six until I think you're nine or ten, and then you become a girl guy. But there's like junior and senior, I think. Yeah. So I quit. Or Girl Scouts. I read brownies. I was out. Yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> and we had to give an oath. Like, you know, before Did you every, put, hold two fingers every meeting. Yep. No, I think it was three when we're little. Oh. I can remember if it was two or three now. And my little brother was a beaver. Oh, my God. That's this is, so cute. This, you you got to stop. I'm so... <laughs> I'm so, losing his mind. I am so happy. <laughs> I didn't know that Canada had a thing. We did. Oh Beavers. Oh, my God. I... Was a Cub Scout for a hot oh, minute. I can see you in your little handkerchief. I can too. My Absolutely. handkerchief, the blue uniform, I fucking hated it. I was like, <laughs> I don't want to build a car. I want to do outdoor things and like go camping and like walk on logs yeah. in a river and shit. Yeah. <laughs> you know, didn't get to do any of that stuff. I just quit. I was I was in it for like maybe. My mother will know better because she made me go. And then I was like, Mom, this fucking sucks. And she's like, okay, sorry. And, um, I know. I was out too. The brand yeah, just I couldn't stand it. Couldn't what stand it. fucking ever. so sad. Oh, what? Well, I hated – first of all, I was a tomboy. I hated having to put on a dress to go to that thing. Oh, my it God. It used to be with – you had to wear a skirt. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Well, yeah, because you were a daisy. And I was not that shit. Yeah. Damn it. No, no, no. I was a brownie. Brownie. Okay, sorry. God, so, okay. so complicated. It in Canada, they do two, they do cookies twice a year, but each each time only gets one cookie. So they have um, we have mint and the chocolate kind. The, yeah, think. it says they have they have the mint mint chocolate cookies are sold in the fall, and then yes. sandwich cookies, chocolate original sandwich cookies are sold in the spring. That's right. See, we have like ten kinds of cookies, but they only are done once. What? A year. But they're only done once a year. But yeah, okay. it's ridiculous. So the ones that are sold in the fall, when uh, cannabis became legal in Canada, a girl guide was selling <gasps> oh! mint cookies outside one of the dispensaries. What an entrepreneur. And it's just like sold out. Like insane. I have to wonder if her parents were like, um, so. Oh yeah, her parents were totally involved. 
Absolutely. Excellent. Yeah. So, like, okay, <laughs> listen here, Patricia. We are <laughs> Patricia. going to go to the store. <laughs> we're going to set up a table. And you're going to sell all your boxes in five minutes. <laughs> in five minutes. So get ready. Have your pencil out. <laughs> just So, no, no, this is awesome. I'm so happy that Kanda has a thing like that. Yeah. Despite whatever your views are on it, um, yes. it's a, it's an interesting. It's, it's. I, I, I just, I never knew this. I like learning things that are cool, especially about Canada, especially yeah. if the boys have a rank of beaver. <laughs> the little ones are beavers before Boy Scouts. I'd rather be a beaver than a Boy Scout. <laughs> Do you know how industrious the the, the majestic beaver is? They are sure. so goddamn smart. <laughs> It is a wonder. I could just watch them industrialize a random wood swamp for like a they're year. They're insane. They're crazy. And they're mean. They are mean. You pissed them off. Do not piss them it's off. Like this is my fucking industrial swamp. <laughs> Get out. Throw a fucking log at you. Yeah, I've got a. You see this log? Just gonna gnaw down my bare fucking teeth. <laughs> attached to, to my skull. Because of the Chronicles of Narnia. Oh my God! Oh my Mr. God! Mr. and Mrs. Beaver and the Lion, Lewis, and the Wardrobe. Beth, this they might helped be, out. You might be more aware of this, but the Angry Beavers. <laughs> oh my God! Were one of my was one of my favorite shows on Nickelodeon. <laughs> Norbert and Dang It, or whatever his name was, or D D Dang It. What the heck was his name? Norbert uh, and somebody else. Oh, hold on. Oh my God. Such a good show. We're never going to talk about the Habs. Oh, we have to talk about the <laughs> we Habs. Have to talk we about have to. I actually, yeah, I look stuff up. Okay, okay. Daggett, not Daggett. Daggett. Norbert Dag and Daggett. Yeah. <laughs> the angry beavers. Okay, okay. Their teeth weren't orange. <sighs> okay. Okay. Teeth okay. Orange. There are, okay, uh, citizens of Canada, if you have uh, children, just, you know, have them become daisies and beavers and just yes. have, a, have a good time with it. Okay, so. Brownies and beavers. Son of a bitch. Okay, anyway, so. <laughs> so KK gets that gets surgery. He'll be ready for yes. training camp. It's a big He's gonna be fine. nothing. Um, big news. Uh, Nate Thompson signs uh, for a one year, one way, $1 million. He took a discount to stay with a team mm. that he mm. waived his no trade clause for. So he loves it here. He loves, loves it. it. Um originally he was signed for 1.6 million uh at his trade, you know, when he was or yeah, yeah, as trade when he came in and now it's yeah. just a smooth million. So that opens up a lot of interesting conversations and I highlighted that on Twitter today and had um actual thoughtful responses which never happened so thank you everybody no. that was talking about wow. that. Um so Nate Thompson except for from our listeners. Oh yeah. Our listeners yeah. are the most thoughtful. They're so thoughtful. The most aware and yes. the most genuine yeah. fun. Just the best human beings on the planet. Thank you You're all. wonderful. Thank you so much. It's true. Yeah. So Thank Nate you. Thompson is probably going to be our fourth line center. And he was an, an, a magnificent one down the stretch, too. When not when Thompson was on the ice, I trusted something good would happen. However, this now brings into question, well, you know, we thought that Ryan, uh, Ryan Paling would be our fourth line center starting next year. But now he's going to have some competition. Well, that's exactly it. We'll see who's going to be our fourth line center. Mm -hmm. And yes. as far as depth goes, Nate Thompson's not bad. 
No, absolutely. Nope. If right? Nate Thompson goes to Laval, fine. Nate Thompson oh, going to has... have so much fun. Oh, my God. Could you imagine yes. Joel Bouchard <laughs> and Nate Thompson hanging out? Oh, my God. With Carl Alsner, if he's around. Yes. But still, absolutely. <laughs> but if he's there. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's it's but it's a big thing. I'm telling you, I, I've never been able to go up for uh, one of the training camp days. I'm making it a priority this year to check out a training camp. Yeah, because we are a man on the ground. Yes. Yeah, man absolutely. Absolutely. So, I don't know if I'm going to fucking get tickets for the draft this year. Oh, no? I was talking no. to somebody and people were saying, like, they're not even available yet. And somebody was saying that they're, like, the draft for, like, the past, like, five years is a really hot ticket. So now I'm nervous I won't oh, even get a ticket. You might have to be one of those people that, like... I've already booked the day off. Uh, well, hey, you know, if worse comes to worse, you, you have a day off. Yeah. <laughs> That's true. I mean, it's nice. Then you can do something else. But, but, but no, I, I, I can imagine. Um, you might have to be one of those people at your computer the moment it drops. Yeah. You just gotta like. I don't know. Click, 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 click. I'll find a way. You'll find a way. We know people. Yeah. We'll figure something I'll out. We'll find a way. We'll figure something out. Um, so yeah, Thompson signed. Great, and that's good. Yay. I'm glad. I'm Yay. glad. I'm glad. I'm glad. I really like him. Yeah. Me. No. Three. Absolutely, I'm totally on. Yeah. And and his his quotes today, ah, oh, he is invested. He wants yep. to see what happens, and that's very, very good. Um, uh, per Pierre LeBron, our friend, <laughs> yes. uh, he mentioned today that the Habs has spoken to Wheels agent J.P. Barry, and that yeah. Wheel is interested in staying. I'm kind of wondering what his price tag is going to be. Not that I mind. I imagine it'll be worth it. The Habs do have space, but, you know, we want to be smart about it, and I'm sure Bergevin will be as smart as possible with this situation. Can I insert something here? You can do whatever you want. For two new guys who came over in a season where the Habs did not even make the playoffs Yo. to want to be in Montreal, Absol that's a novelty. Absolutely, yes. That, that That's not something that we've heard of in recent years. The last time... Um, a guy who stood to make a lot of money by testing free agency and did not was Jeff Petrie. He's just like, I want to stay here. Sign me up. That's it. I'm going to stay forever. And it was right after that ECF run yeah. when he came over here from Edmonton. But it's the first time in recent memory that I can think of two guys who just joined the club that did not make the playoffs and are like, I'm staying. I want to stay here. I want to stay with these guys. You want to know why? Because they're special. having fun. Yep. That's right. They like each other. They, they're friends. They are friends on and off the ice. Mm -hmm. Everybody likes everybody, and that's it. That's it, period, that's at it. the end. The last bit of news that I could ground scrounge up is uh, about our uh, one of our goalie uh, – kids on the pipeline mr Caden primo he is suiting up for team freedom at the worlds yay that's team usa of course i don't know if he's starting or if he's like third string but he's there getting the experience and you know just yeah getting, that's a huge experience a big tournament Woo -woo. playing against the best in the world and he's one of those best in the world right now for that's his age group awesome it is good so that's yeah. those are all the things that i had um did you guys have anything in particular habs related today 
Wait, did you say me or Veronica or just both of us? Um, committee. Oh, I, so I don't have anything additional. I have something that I found last week. Um, cool. It is sort of Habs related, but also draft related, which is kind of in the moment because right now the NFL draft is happening, but who gives a fuck about that? Yeah. Um, just Nobody. for funsies, I went and I looked at um, the uh, prospect um, listings for both uh, North American and European skaters just because they aren't mixed together at the moment. I couldn't find that. Um, and they're both defensemen. One of the, the, the ones listed at 15 on both lists are defensemen. So who the Habs might pick. Yes. At least according to lists so far. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yes, yeah, so far. Um, and I think this is from, I think this is from the NHL one. It's either from the NHL one or the Sportsnet one. Mm-hmm. I can't remember which one. I'm sorry. I didn't write that down. Um, the North American one, his name is Thompson Lassie. Um, oh. He is the he is the right-handed defenseman, and he oh, I cannot read my own handwriting. <laughs> <laughs> He's okay. No, that wasn't even it wasn't for that guy. Okay, um, that was just that was just him. And then the European guy, his name is um, Anti Tuomisto. And he is a left-handed defenseman from the same place in Finland as Kokaniemi. And he's but he's playing on a different um, junior hockey team. It's like Tam Piff. It's it's was weird and I scribbled it. It's like Tamper Finn Ilves mm-hmm. junior hockey team. Um but yeah, it was just I was just interesting just to see what was there. And I was like, oh, look, a left-handed defenseman is there. Kind of huh. doubtful that he'll be ready to play. Like, should we right. draft him, he'll be ready to play immediately with the big yeah. boys. But you never know. And that, right. that was it. That was my only haps. That's nice. cool. Nope, there's going to be a lot of the a lot of those coming out for sure. Um, I know people I look at, like uh, Craig Button has his list. I think that he's going to be coming out with sometime soon. You know, no matter what you think about Mr. Button, uh, Grant McCagg, yeah. no matter what Grant you think McCagg. about Grant, but he definitely called Cook He's Kukaniemi. pretty good. Yeah. He knows his shit. He does know his shit. I don't care what anyone says. So Yeah, they know, can all fuck off. So I'm looking uh, I'm looking forward to him having his list at some point. Um, and those are the two guys I usually look at, Button and, uh, and McCagg. There's tons of others, but, you know, those are the two guys that I think have some pretty in-depth knowledge on things. Um, yeah. Now, with all that being said, we have ourselves uh, around seven minutes or so of time, and I think we can talk about our Hab of the Week. Yes. And this week, we decided to go with the not controversial at all, Jonathan <laughs> So, I'll go over his highlights, and we can talk some new stuff. So, uh, Jonathan, Jonathan Rouen, in 81 games played this season, he netted 18 goals. 35 assists to tie his career high in points with 53 points. Um, yes. I believe that makes him the third or fourth point getter overall with the Habs, which is not saying anything bad at all. That's exactly. good for the team. It's respectable. Now, of course, uh, he ended up as a minus eight with the team. Lots of goals against with his uh, unit on the ice. However, it happens with a... Uh, 
uh, you know, with an offensive uh, minded person such as he. Yes. Um, he uh, so with those stats, 53 points in 81 games. He was at a point six five points per game. Um, as I said, he tied his career high. The last time he had 53 points was with Tampa in his last year there. Mm-hmm. Um, he had two highlight games this season where he had four points, and they were both in February yeah. against Winnipeg and Detroit. And he had two games as well where he had three points. And those two, uh, one was in December, another in February against Ottawa and Anaheim. He reached uh, some milestones this season. His 100th career assist was netted in October against Pittsburgh in that flubbing we gave them that one weekend. Like that 5-1 game, I think it was. Um, And then I do. Because I was in Providence. I mean, I remember watching it. Oh, yes. I was watching a, I was watching the Rocket Rhode that Island. night. That's right, yeah. Yeah. Great rink. Awesome. Weird town. It was oh, an interesting cool. trip. Anyway, um, and he also had his 300th career game uh, in the NHL, and that was achieved in February against Florida. Um, now, the to talk about Jonathan Drouin is to of course talk to talk about the trade that got him here in 2017 in the midst of the summer on June 15th Marc Bergevin said to expect the unexpected mm-hmm. and that came sort of uh it culminated in this trade where we traded our ninth overall pick in 2000 16, right? I think it was. Yeah, I think um yeah, I think so. Mikhail Sergachev for Jonathan Drouin and it wasn't straight up. Uh there were actually picks involved that I did not remember when I was looking Ooh. this up. So but 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 there's there's a there's an asterisk to this, a bit of a caveat. So mm. these were conditional picks. Yes. If Sergachev <laughs> did not play 40 regular did not play 40 regular season. Was it 40? Okay. I was I was reading 40. Uh, 40 okay. regular season or playoff games, Montreal would have received Tampa's sixth uh, sixth round pick in 2018, and Tampa would have received Montreal's second round pick in 2018. However, Sergachev played those games, so no picks were exchanged. However, I noticed something really interesting about that second round pick that was in play. That pick that was owned by Montreal and was on the table for the trade was originally uh, received for, from the Eller trade. Now we got two, Ew. we got two second round picks from Washington uh, for that. One of them was on the table to go to Tampa. The other one was used for Yoni Iokin, who is a bit of a firebrand over in Europe at the moment picked in the mm-hmm. second round. Uh, later on, later in the same, uh, later uh, in the same I'm sorry, in, uh, in 2017, uh, that second round uh, pick was uh, traded to Edmonton, and we got, like, um, some other, like, a six-round pick from Edmonton for it or something like that. No, no, we got two picks, and they became two players that just, we'll go over that later. Um, now, the thing to do is that there's always a comparison, you know, who's doing better? Is it Drouin for Montreal, or is it Mikhail Sergachev for Tampa Bay? Mikhail Sergachev in this regular season had 75 games played, 6 goals, 26 assists for a 32-point season in a plus 12. Uh, Of course, we all know that Tampa Bay was awesome during the regular season. In the playoffs, not so much. Mikhail Sergachev had 4 games played, 
One goal, one assist, two points, which is commendable. 0.5 goal uh, points per game in the playoffs for a defenseman is not bad. But he also yeah. registered at a minus four in those playoffs mm-hmm. where the Tampa Bay Lightning were just trounced in an embarrassing fashion by the Columbus Blue Jackets. Yeah. And I, it's, and with Druen, the the one common thing with, with him is just the, the visceral hatred that surrounds him when he is not on his game. Uh, people say that he is sort of our new Galchenyuk, and I don't think that whatsoever. But I'm also thinking, too, that if Drouin doesn't meet the expectations that are getting put on him next season, it's going to rankle Boston people just even won. more. Boston just won? Yeah. Wow. Go Beantown. And it looked it looked easy. Wow. No. <laughs> sorry about that. No, it's I'm okay. <laughs> but yeah, so uh, Druen is a is a weird figure in Montreal. To add to that, please do the way the way that the the visceral uh, hatred or uh, I hate using that word. I hate using that word. I hate using that word. Um, You're still using the it. Reaction. I know the reaction <laughs> uh, to Druen and the expectations of the garde de chez nous is is a tradition in Montreal. And I was re-listening today to his comments at, on Garbage Day. He spoke for about 45 minutes, about 22 minutes in each language to reporters. And I listened to him. I listened to him that day, and I was very proud of him. But I listened to him again today, actually just really carefully listening to everything that he said because I was preparing because I I prepared a lot for this episode, you guys. Yeah. This is like my quota for the year. Um, but anyway, so I was listening again <laughs> to his, to his comments. He is like the comparison to Galchenyuk is false. Night and day. It is night and day because if you listen to him today, he is transparent or not today, but what I listened to today, he's transparent. <laughs> he's honest. He's self-aware and he's also aware of what other people think and how they react to him and how he knows that the city will turn against him or be to be disappointed in him if he's not performing in a certain way. And he mentioned it many times that he was also disappointed in his season and that something happened in the last 25 games where he wasn't producing and he was the first person to say that he should have done more. And he, does not know exactly what happened there, but he's going to spend this summer taking the good from the bad and trying to learn from what happened last summer and, and, and to turn it around. Like he was asked, was it something physical? Was it something mental? And he said, if I knew that I would tell you. And if I knew that I wouldn't have had that bad run at the end of the season. And he also said something else that I thought was great. And that was that, um, that he, like he was asked, uh, do you hold, uh, uh, do you hold yourself to a high standard? And the asker wasn't even able to finish asking the question when he said the highest. And I have the maturity now, I'm paraphrasing now, uh, I have the maturity now to understand and maybe be able to take away from last season and 
and and learn what happened and be better. And I want to be a student of the sport. I, I he said. I'm 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 a young player, but I, I I I still sit down and I watch and I I I'm a student of the sport. He said, Shea Weber's 32. He's still a student of the sport, and that's the way that I want to be. You yes. want to know uh, who else said that? Who said that? Josh Georges. <laughs> really? When I, I was, love that. When I was sitting down, of course. When I was sitting down with Josh Georges, when I was <laughs> lucky enough to sit down with Josh Georges uh, during the game. And I was able to chat with him. He mentioned one of the first things he mentioned. He's like, oh, yeah, well, you know, whatever I'm watching hockey, I'm a student of the sport. I want to see what the defenseman is doing, how he's skating backwards, where specifically he's putting his stick while skating backwards and just all those minutia uh, there for everything. So Shea Weber is still a student of the sport. Absolutely, he is. Of course. They are, these guys are always looking to get better at all points. And uh, that's awesome. The other point that he made was about uh, the scrutiny in Montreal. And he said, I know what it's like. I, I know what it's like. I, I believe him when he says he doesn't pay attention to the media or social media because you see it. But when he's on social media, it's like once a year and he's promoting his charity. Like if he was a regular guy on social media, he would be tweeting more. He would be saying things more. He'd be liking things or whatever. He's not on there. And that's exactly the right way to be. As far as I'm concerned, if you're a guy like him in his position, in the spotlight yeah. that he's in. And he, he said, you know, he did tie his career high. That's I mean, that's right. not that's not his goal. That's not his objective. But it wasn't exactly shit. He didn't say this. This is my opinion. Um, but in talking about the scrutiny in Montreal, he's just said, I know what it's like. I know that they'll turn on you. And that does not stop me from wanting to play here. I want to be here. And a lot of the things that he said today, especially because you just said Galchenyuk, Dave, mm-hmm. it's such a difference from Galchenyuk's last media interview in Montreal, where he was always um, defensive uh, or, or, or not owning it or deflecting blame. And he talked about you know, having the maturity now and understanding now and having the desire and all of that. I'm talking about Drouin now. Mm-hmm. And um, afterwards, the words of Mark Bergevin as well, when he talked about two, three years ago, he wouldn't have talked about this this way. He wouldn't have had the maturity to own his own bad sin and be responsible for it. But he's got the right, he's got such a good attitude about wanting to uh understand first of all what happened so that it didn't happen again that's the other thing that he said he said when i came out of junior i thought i could do everything and then i realized oh i can't do it the same way like he has Mm self-awareness he has a humility he has an honesty and a genuine desire to remain in montreal where guys who oh that's the other thing that he said too he said i've got i've seen guys leave this city and their careers have failed Oh yeah. Like the the pressure of this market is such that <laughs> you know, they leave and they can't go on. And he's like, I want to be here, man. So, I mean, just say what you want about him. When I see him out on the ice when other people think that he's giving up, I think that he's like dying inside that he didn't couldn't just do what he 
wanted to do. You know, like he's so hard on he himself. He gets in. He gets in his own head. I think. Yeah, when I interpret his body go. language differently. Mm-hmm. He, you know, he's very pensive when things yes. when things go wrong, and that it, it it you can see it sometimes. There are other times too where we've seen him in games where something doesn't go quite his way, and man, when he gets angry. <clears throat> Oh, yes. Watch. Mm-hmm. He is a different player when he's mad. And, you know, <laughs> you can't have that sort of intensity because you'll just exhaust yourself to death. But, yeah. Druan, he's a smart kid. He's to a think smart... that he doesn't care is to yeah, be yeah. ignorant. Absolutely exactly. crazy. Absolutely crazy. Like, I. Okay, so I am very protective in my heart of the Montreal Canadiens. And when people Same. commit. When people come in and people are people, when players are traded in and whatnot, the new kids a lot of times, especially if I've heard about them before, I don't like them right away. I'm like, you're gonna, I like, and I know that Mark Bergman and crew they know what they're doing, but I'm also like, I don't want you to mess up what's going yes. on here. And when I heard that Juren was a hab, I was upset because I had thought that he was a whiny, baby. childish baby. Exactly. But looking back at what he was doing with Tampa and what he – like doing off ice with Tampa and in, in, in his discussions with them and whatnot and how he is working and playing here, he knew what he needed. And he wasn't getting what he needed in Tampa. Let's – um. so about that, um, Alan Walsh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. This is agent. <laughs> yeah. So that whole circus surrounding uh, Drouin exactly. before he was uh, before he was uh, traded can be associated to the architect of drama himself, Mr. Alan Walsh. <laughs> now, I want to add a little bit about Drouin, and I hope we can wrap it up in the next minute or two because we are okay. over time. But I, the one thing I wanted to say about Drouin is that um, living in Albany, uh, I had the pleasure of having the Albany Devils being our AHL team. So I could see uh, the Ice Caps whenever they came over. Whenever the Ice Caps played, or, you know, I could watch the Devils whenever the boys wanted to hit the town and watch a hockey game. Easy peasy. Um, one of the days that, or one of the games that I attended, of course, was the Albany Devils versus the Syracuse Crunch. Syracuse Crunch are the minor league affiliate to the Tampa Bay Lightning. Jonathan Drouin was on the crunch for this particular game during this drama. I watched from my seat Jonathan Druen score two goals unassisted, and those came at the tail end of him simply making a complete mockery of the <laughs> Albany Devils. Two end-to-end rushes that looked like he was bored. And I thought yeah. to myself, oh, my God, if this kid becomes a Montreal Canadien, I will be happy. Yeah. And not a year later, it happens. Just crazy. So, Jonathan Drouin, bon chance. Thank you for everything this season. Thank yeah. you, yes. listeners, for enduring our Toronto uh, rant earlier on <laughs> very much deserved because um you know fuck the leafs and do enough actually wait what's ranting that? we didn't do enough ranting we I didn't mean, do we enough could... ranting yeah, i mean we could but we, who cares we, we'll, we'll they fi- don't matter we'll do it another time out of our system okay yeah, it's all good but 
Oh yeah, they also don't have a first round pick this this round. <laughs> what an amazing off season it will be. And it's gonna be good. So it's gonna be good. Yeah, that's it. So, um, thank you, listeners. Have yourselves a good thank night. Thank you, listeners. Thank you. Uh, bye. 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 b